0: Welcome to On The House, a podcast focusing on home ownership and the home buying process. On The House is brought to you by the Texas State Affordable Housing Corporation, otherwise known as T-Shack, a nonprofit that provides down payment assistance to help make home buying easier and more affordable. I'm Janiel Beck, And I'm Sarah Eleanor.
1: And I'm Frank Duplessis, And,
0: and together, together,
1: we make up the home ownership team at T-Shack and your host for the On The House podcast. Hello and welcome to the 6th episode of On the House. This segment is focused on shopping for a home, finding a realtor, and negotiating your purchase contract, which are essential steps when looking for the right home. I'm Frank Duplashan, T-Shack's Homeownership Program Specialist and your host for today's segment. And joining us today is a realtor who excels in helping home buyers navigate the home buying process and shop for a home, Mr. Daniel Garza. Daniel is a T-Shack participating Realtor and has been spotlighted for his work in his community, the Rio Grande Valley. Daniel has been a Realtor for over six years and is an expert on Texas down payment assistance programs. Thank you for being here with us today, Daniel. And how are you doing?
0: Hey, Frank, how's it going? Uh, doing pretty good.
1: Hey, that's great to hear from you. And i very glad that you could join me today. So I just wanted to talk with you a bit about Shopping for a home. What's a typical timeline? How long could someone expect to be doing that?
0: Um, the typical timeline, I would say, honestly, it can go anywhere from from, from two weeks to three weeks to possibly a month. Uh, I think it's just important that uh, you just really find out your must-haves and what you need, and that's really going to to determine that timeline.
1: Awesome. So, in that process, what all should the home buyer expect to be doing while they're just getting prepared?
0: Typically, the first thing that the home buyer is going to do uh, is get online. They're probably going to get on one of the national websites mm-hmm. and find a home that they like, and they're going to request a showing. And what's going to happen is they'll show up there at the property, meet with the first agent that is out there to show them the home, and then that's probably where they're going to start from there. What I suggest is finding a realtor. Prior to actually shopping for the home, right? Okay. So, uh, getting with getting with your realtor there at the very beginning, you all could sit down at the office, and we're going to go over the different locations and different areas, and we'll be able to start weeding out a bunch of different homes because once you start seeing seven, eight, ten homes, your the priority or, or the or what you originally wanted starts getting a little blurry. So that's probably what's going to prolong the shopping process.
1: Okay. And so while we're going around, we're seeing seven to eight different homes. Let's just say I've already been pre-qualified, right? I've worked with the lender. I'm already pre-qualified. Around how long do pre-qualifications last and will it still be good while I'm shopping around?
0: Uh, Typically, your pre-qualifications last 90 days. I seriously doubt the home shopping should last a whole 90 days, but if for some reason you exceed the 90-day period Um, As long as you're not adding new accounts or doing all that kind of stuff to your credit, you should be okay. I wanted to, you know,
1: reach out to the people that that are behind you and and the people on your team and the people that really help you make things work. Um, I I feel like having a team is essential. Um, What team do you suggest people have around them and what team do you have around you?
0: Yes, that's very important. Um, it's your realtor, obviously the person that's helping you shop for the home. It's your lender who's doing the financing for you. Your title company who's making sure that the property is clear. Your home inspector that's going to inspect the home. Each one has their own specific duties to 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 take care of during the process, and each one is just as equally as important. But I honestly believe that your realtor. That's why I said it's important to sit down and have a. You know, a quick interview, you know, get to know each other, make sure you're going to be able to work together because you're going to be working together for the next 30 days. You got to like the guy or gal, you know what I mean? (laughs) Um, So, but your realtor is the one that's going to hold everything together. So if you have a loan officer that's doing their job great and the inspector that's rocking and rolling, everybody, your agent's going to be your go-to guy who's going to communicate with the lender, the title company, the home inspector, uh, make sure the property is the way it's supposed to be. So your team's going to consist of, of several different people, but your realtor will be your main go-to guy.
1: And that's why, you know, and that's, that's why I love having you on this, on this conversation right now, because uh, it's really important to have a realtor that you trust someone that can really advocate for you, like you said, to keep everything in line. So, for a second, talk to me a little bit about what some of the things outside the actual interior of the home and just the home you find, some of those things that you should really consider.
0: Okay. Three things that I make sure that all of our, of all of our clients or all of our people are, are, are headstrong about. It's the Obviously, it's going to be your budget, the layout of the house, and the location. Why? Because those are three things that you're going to be stuck with for the term of the loan, Whether you, however you do your financing. That's what you're gonna be stuck with. You know, when you're when you're actually out there shopping for a property and let's just say, you know, you go into your interior home, if it's not a new construction home that you customly built, the person that previously owned the home, it's pretty much tailored to them. So you're if you go shopping based off of uh wall colors or 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 uh you know ceiling fans or light fixtures, things like that, all that stuff can be changed if it's in your if it's in your budget and it's in right in the location you want. You know what I mean? Those those things can also be negotiated. You know what I mean? So as far as the interior home, as long as it has the layout you want, you don't have to go knocking down walls and, and, you know, reinstalling AC units and fixing major things like that. You know, I think the layout is just one of the most important things.
1: And, you know, it's great that you, you brought up location, right? It's location, location, location. It's one thing that, you know, people don't think about. When they're looking at a home is, you know, maybe looking at commute times on Google Maps ahead of time or looking at, you know, the the ins and outs of the the local uh, grocery stores or local libraries. Um, You want to really want to look at the safety reports of your your neighborhood and really look at the surrounding area. So you're right. Location is definitely really important.
0: Yeah, that's true. And there's a bunch of uh, there's different online uh, websites that can help with that. And um, you can call your, your local county and they can help you pull out some 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 reports of, of of activity and things like that. So, And that's some really good stuff that you can do as a buyer on your own prior to even selecting the house. So if there's a house that you like that's on the corner of 10th and Trenton, before even wanting to go see it, take a drive by the, you know what I mean? Check the location, how far is work, how far is your family's house, you know, and things like that. So you don't even, if there's something that pops out, then that's not the property for you.
1: And you know, it's, I'm, I'm very happy you, you brought that up, your techniques for how you even really find a home while you're looking for them. It's one way yeah. to try to do it from the chair of a computer and just go through pictures, but actually driving out at night, looking at the neighborhood at night, looking at it during the day, yeah. just just driving <laughs> you know? around, right? Just doing,
0: you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. South- oh, but but, you, but you, you said it right now, the pictures and the pictures, just like your profile picture on your Facebook or Instagram can be very deceiving. <laughs> I mean they 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 uh these photographers know how to work those angles. They know how to work Photoshop and the location and the budget makes sense. Let's go look at it. You know what I mean? But you know the, the pictures, oh you know, those those get you all the time.
1: <laughs> and and that's right. And so like I, like we both said, it's always great to, to drive by that property just to make sure. Um so let's just yeah. Let's fast forward a little bit and let's say um, we found the property that we like. Uh, talk to me a little bit about how you make an offer and what an actual offer is when you place an offer down on the home.
0: Okay, so this is the good part. And this is the part where a lot of people sometimes get maybe cold feet. They get a little nervous, they get a little anxious, like, okay, we're about to jump in, what happens? So when you're submitting an offer, so many, there's so many different things that, 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 that you could, you can negotiate. A lot of people just figure, um, you know, who messed this up for us? Uh, Frank, HGTV, I'm pretty sure you've heard oh. this before. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they messed up the whole negotiating, the home shopping thing. It's just like, turn your TV off and let's go find a home, then turn it back on. Right.
1: You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> uh, because it messes with the whole negotiating and, and shopping, but when it's time to submit an offer, not only are you going to negotiate your sales price, Right. Um, but you can also negotiate maybe some costs that you have from your, from your bank, which are called your closing costs. You okay. know, you can negotiate, uh, title policies, which is another thing there, surveys. Um, you can negotiate the time that you're moving in. You can negotiate, uh, appliances. You can negotiate, uh, furniture, uh, upgrade. I mean, there's so many different things when you can negotiate. So, when you're submitting your first offer, depending on the property, depending on the if it's a hot commodity, it's something that everybody wants. You know, um, it's good to sit down and do your homework with your realtor to make sure that that sales price you're at is a good offer. And and that's
1: it's great that you brought up those amenities. Um, that's something that that most first-time home buyers don't realize is is that you can purchase a home and then move into it, and all the blinds will be gone. So you have yeah. to make sure you include in, in your offer, in your negotiation, hey, I, I want the home as is, including the furniture, including the appliances. And, and that's definitely where a realtor would really come in to help you with that. Let's talk about the inspection process. So give us your thoughts on what some of your experiences, um, great experiences are with the inspection process and, and what a home buyer could expect when they're when they're starting
0: their property inspection. This one's kind of a little toughy because, we, I mean, obviously, a home inspector will go from the foundation to the tip of the roof, insulation, plumbing, electrical, the whole nine yards. They're going to submit to you a report that's going to be 20, 25 pages long uh, with photos, information, recommendations, you know. And from that report is the time that we're going to possibly either renegotiate again. Maybe we can renegotiate the sales price or renegotiate those repairs to be made. There's two different things. There's going to be uh, a lender requirement, which a lender requirement is what the lender requires to be fixed or to be working. That's going to be your AC, your your roof, you know, uh, the electrical, uh, your doors working, you know, everything that you want working in the house. Right. And then the home inspector is going to have a list of recommendations. Maybe uh, there's a couple of outlets that weren't on or, you know, the, the hood range is a little bit loose or there's a little bit of wear and tear here. At that point, you can, depending on the sales price. If you guys got a killer deal, you know we have we've had some sometimes we got a killer deal, and they're still in there requesting for a new baseboard. And I said, guys, they're, I mean, you just got fifteen thousand dollars off your 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 house. I don't think they're going to. um, But we submit another form to amend the contract to renegotiate any repairs that would make that buyer feel more comfortable moving into the property.
1: You brought up that inspection report. Um, it's important to, to go through that with the inspector when you receive it. And, and like you yeah. said, renegotiate things that need to be corrected, whether it's a, a current roof that's leaking, um, anything that could cause any issues in, in the long run, whether it be rewiring electrical outlets and things of that nature like you speak of. So as a personal recommendation, it's if you ever have any issues or any questions, about a specific item whether it's an air conditioning unit or a furnace or dishwasher or any kind of plumbing system you want to go ahead and get a specific inspector out to to check it out um because what you don't want is to have a major plumbing or electrical issue after you purchase the home absolutely so you want to get that inspected beforehand i agree yes sir so moving on to something that home buyers and first-time homebuyers in particular may not be aware of is option fees and earnest money. So basically funds that you have to pay ahead of time before you actually come to the closing table. We find a lot of first time home buyers may be surprised at the amount of funds they have to come out of pocket initially as their earnest fees, maybe paying for inspections and things of that nature. So talk to me a little about earnest money and what a first time home buyer should expect.
0: Okay. So what Let's go. It's gonna go back to that first one where we talked about uh, that small interview with your realtor that you want to work with. Uh, when we we'll sit down, you know, it's good to get a list of of, of all the expenses that you're gonna incur during, right? What which ones are gonna be expensive, and what's gonna be um, credited to you, either to your down payment, to your closing costs, or principal. Um, the very first, the very first um, cashier's check or very first funds that you're gonna be depositing. Or requested to 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 pay for would be your earnest money, um, also known as a good faith payment. Um, this earnest money is typically one percent of the sales price. So if you're purchasing a home at at 150,000, once you're done negotiating and the offer is accepted, now you have a binding contract. Now the process starts. So you're going to turn in that earnest money check of that one percent, and that check is going to be made out to your title company right? The title company will hold on to those funds. And like I said, that's a good faith payment. Not to get too detailed, but throughout that contract that you signed, there is a bunch of different buyer protections and seller's protections that is going to determine whether that that money gets uh, deposited to or credited to you at closing, or if you terminate the contract in a way that you weren't supposed to, that money can also be forfeited. So again, important to read contracts.
1: Yes, yes, sir. And let's just walk through the process. So we finally have an accepted contract, sure. our earnest fees okay. are paid, and we've also paid for inspections. But let's say one of the inspections comes back and says, whatever's going on with this property is going to cost a lot of money to fix. And I don't suggest that you purchase it. What happens to your <laughs> money and your, your inspection fees?
0: So you have an inspection, uh, uh, what's called an option period. Your option period, the legal terms are, you have the unrestricted right to terminate the contract. That means for whatever reason, between the day you sign the contract to however many days you put on that on that contract. So typically, it's a 10-day period, okay. and that option period, that option check is usually runs anywhere between 100 to 200 dollars. So what happens is at the beginning, once you write that earnest money, that one goes to the title company. That that option check is given to the owner. As a deposit, telling them, "Hey, right. here's a hundred dollars. I want uh, I want you to give me ten days to do my home inspections. And if something comes out on this property within these ten days that I do not like, I'm going to terminate this contract. And because when I'm within my ten days, you will refund me my thousand dollar earnest money check, and there will be no penalties, and we discontinue the home shopping process. So that ten day option period is uh, one of the biggest, protections that are in your contract.
1: Yes, sir, and and that's. One of those things where you want to make sure first-time homebuyers know, because honestly, it can be a time where you can be strapped for cash and you may have to weigh the option of, is it worth paying for this option fee? So it's important to let people know that if you do pay for that option fee, you have an opportunity to receive back your earnest funds um, if something falls through during your inspection period. Well, thank you for talking to us about option fees and, and earnest money. I, I really think that's important, Daniel, and I appreciate you elaborating on that. Um, so to close out, I wanted to see if you can provide home buyers out there who are starting their, their search for a home and are currently shopping for a home. Some of your most important tips for making sure they find a really great realtor.
0: Okay. Um, I think the first thing would be is, is, um, you know, well, obviously, just like you're searching for homes, you search online. But as soon as you, you find one, I think the first thing you should do is go down to their office, set up an appointment, and talk about your needs. Talk about your needs and talk about your wants and try to get a feel for it. If that agent's trying to sell you on a property immediately, that may not be the person for you. If that agent starts asking, uh, questions based on, on, on what you need and what you want prior to trying to sell you in a home, that may be, uh, that may be the agent for you. Also, the next one is I would not go based off of a family member or close relative just because they're an agent. I would try to find somebody who does have some sort of experience and some sort of track record of getting through the process, getting through the transaction, and helping out prior first-time home buyers as well.
1: So, so just touching on that track record, what do you think is a great way for people to verify that track record?
0: Well, there's going to be a couple of different ways. Um, I Right now, your Facebook and your Instagram is the truth. right? You know that, right? Everything that you see on your Facebook <laughs> is the truth. But what really is real would be the reviews. So if, if you're actively online, it all just depends on how you're searching. If you're actively online and you're searching through Facebook and Instagram, and that kind of stuff, click on their page, check the reviews. You know, the reviews are honest reviews; those are real customers. Check out what they're saying. You know, if you're active, if you're actively looking uh, through the actual association, you know, ask the association. You know, do you have, you know, um, maybe some track records through there? But um, just doing your own your own research on your agent um, would be a good way to find a good one.
1: Really do appreciate you speaking with us today, Daniel. And, and what's the way people can get in touch with you?
0: Of course. Well, if you guys are here down in the Valley, um, our office, you can get in touch with through our office, uh, 956-245-5465. Or we are very active online um, at BTM Realty Group. Uh, you can find us Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever. We're, we're active.
1: Oh, well, thank you. And, and I really do appreciate you helping us out today,
0: Daniel. Absolutely. It was my pleasure.
1: Thank you again, Daniel, for joining us today and sharing your knowledge on the ins and outs of shopping and negotiating for a home. This episode got into the nitty gritty of contract negotiation and finding a realtor, but those topics are extremely important when house shopping. We at T-Shack hope you found this information useful on in your journey to home ownership and for more information or a recap of these episodes, please visit our website at TSAHC.org. And please stay tuned as we dive further into what it means to be a homeowner and talk about applying for a mortgage loan with Denise King in the next installment of T-Shack's On the House podcast. Thank you for joining us. And we hope you have a wonderful
0: day.